Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. So apparently, Ken, when you complain enough, you do get coffee early in the morning. <laughs> the lady behind the glass came through big time. I mean, I've got the biggest cup of Dasbog coffee maybe I've had in my whole life. <laughs> thanks to our, our subtle suggesting <laughs> that we could probably, you know... If she's going to bring coffee, maybe she... So, Julie, thank you. You're this welcome. This is very nice. You know, my mom All this even stuff. commented about it. She's like, what was the deal with the coffee and you didn't bring the coffee? <laughs> I know, mom. That is not your job. That is not her job, mom. I just want you to know that this was out of the kindness of her own heart and we were just giving her a hard time. But thank you, Julie. You're welcome. Very nice. And the lesson learned is if one brings a treat for one, there one you gotta, bring you, a treat for there all. There you go. That sounds like everything I knew I learned in kindergarten. It does, doesn't it? It's, it's part of hesitation. We should, we, should, <laughs> we should actually uh, have one of those, uh, you know, just talk through that, that. I think that everything you learned, you learned in kindergarten. It's a fantastic poem. It really is. Yeah. It's really insightful. And the other, and Ken Will is here again. And welcome, Ken, back, back to our, back to the show. And I appreciate you Thank being you. here for this journey through Genesis. So here we go. We are Genesis chapter 3, verse 20. And this is right after the fall. Last time we, we concluded with the punishment that actually the serpent received and the woman received and the man received. And uh, now... This is the last part of chapter 3, which is this is a part of the fall, and this is the last part of that. And we wanted to save it because there's a lot of depth in these two paragraphs that we want to, to address today. So here we go. The verse 20 says, chapter 3, verse 20 says, The man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. All right, let's stop right there. What, what do you... Why the garments of skins, and what's your thoughts on this this piece of scripture? Do you have any thoughts on this, Ken? Well, I think here God establishes the pattern that death has to be um, there has to be death for covering of sin. Right. Without the without shedding of blood, he says this later. We know this because of context, and we know we have the whole scripture. But they they didn't know that at the time, and it's important to read this as if you know we're experiencing this for the first time. But we have this context, and the context is without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So this is, is this God subtly saying or saying very explicitly, uh, you're forgiven, but there are consequences because he, they are booted out of the garden. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair um, assumption there on that. Yeah, and so in what, what they had done for themselves, they sewed fig leaves together, the Bible says. Well, after they sinned, after they disobeyed God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, we got two trees here. It's important we get this. There's a tree in the center of the garden of the knowledge of good and evil, and God said you must not. He commanded them, you, you must not eat of that tree. But there's another tree, apparently, and that tree that we're getting ready to read in this next paragraph, and that's called the tree of life. Okay, And so there are two trees that are mentioned in, in this context. And I think it's important that we, that we talk about those things. Now, when they ate from the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and disobeyed God, they realized they were naked. They realized that there was, I think, sin just op- came into the world and their eyes were open to their nakedness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so they sewed fig leaves together. And we spent a lot of time in seminary talking about, you know, what we still do today 
as that are fig leaf type. We hide behind maybe not an actual leaf, but we cover our own uh, sin or shame with, I mean, a fig leaf could be, could be drugs, could be alcohol, could be, it, you know, all kinds of things that we do to cover, right? And that's, those are fig leaves. Does that, does that make sense? And yeah. in, and, in and counseling, that's what's used all the time is like this idea of, you know, watch for those kinds of things in people's lives that are, are they're, they're doing something. It could be, it could be something that actually sounds good, but it's a, it's an ex- extreme of that. It's like, well, this could be a fig leaf covering some shame or hurt or pain in some way. Yeah, you see that even with um, people get in, immersed in their work. Yeah, sure. Workaholism. To, to just the fig leaf. Your comp- your it can be a fig leaf, yes. Yeah, yeah. To compensate. I mean, I feel good about what I do with work right. because of the, to compensate for the shame I feel for the way my inner life is or whatever like that. And so, you know, I'll, I'll just share from me personally, being busy, um, and especially being when I was younger, you know, being still and know that I am God was one of the, it's like, that doesn't even compute. I can't be still and know that he is God. That was just like, who can do that? Um, meditation, quiet time, I mean, all that stuff. That was that was something I really had to work to to cultivate. And now I look forward to because I've cultivated that in my life. But I think a fig leaf for me was, you know, it's like, oh, how's things with you or how, how's things going? Well, I'm, I'm busy. Well, busyness was, uh, it sounds like a virtue, but it actually was a fig leaf to cover. You know, I couldn't sit still and just know that I was accepted by God because of who I am in Christ. Uh, I had to do something. I had to be doing something. Now, granted, doing good deeds matters. We know that. But we got to make sure that we're not doing those things as a covering uh, for, okay, now I think I'm okay with God because I've done something for him or for his people. It's like, well, that's more fig leaf than it is fruit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's, it makes perfect sense. And I think that those are things. That, but anyway, so the man and his wife, and so God said, okay, the fig leaf, that's not going to work. That's, that's not going to. And so what do you think? Uh, I have a theory. I just want to hear what your theory is. There was something was killed. What do you think was was killed here to cover them with, with these skins? Yeah, the, the text doesn't say, but you wonder if it wasn't a, a lamb. I f- I feel the same way. It's like this. This is like, um, you know, it's it's just a perfect setup to understand from the very beginning. The lamb, a lamb was, was and now I've got to add just a little commentary here. I was I was an animal science major. And one of the things we had to take is a meats class, a meats lab, and we had to kill and, and go from, from hoof to retail packaging a, a lamb, a hog, and a, and a steer, okay? And so we had to walk through that whole process. And what I learned about the, the lamb, and I actually watched guys field dress deer and elk and those kind of things, and that, that hide really sticks to the, the, the connective tissue is strong in those animals, the connective tissue is not that strong. You can actually, with your, they call it, uh, you can actually with pry away the hide from the meat. Um, this is too much information for a city audience. I'm not sure, but <laughs> but um, in a uh, in a lamb, it's really pretty simple with your with your hands. You can do it with hand, without a knife. You can just you can take the hide off, and so um, it made me realize it's like this is makes me wonder if this is why. The lamb is <laughs> was used in a, for a lot of reasons, but one of the things it was is easy for sacrifice, and it's a not only a picture of innocence and 
and s- defenselessness, but it's also this picture of, you know, because Christ was, you know, innocent and he was, he stood like a lamb to slaughter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, just a, I don't know, a fact from out of nowhere that I thought I'd throw in here. But I do, I agree. I think he, he sacrificed a lamb from the very beginning so that Adam and Eve knew that, wow, this, this was costly. Uh, this, this was a big deal. Okay, verse 22, Then the Lord said, Then the Lord God said, Behold, a man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Okay, so this is what Satan said was going to happen. They would be like God, knowing good and evil. And then God says, yep, they're like us and know the good and evil. But the, the rest of the story is that, um, yes, that was true what Satan said, but the rest of the story was not said is that this was also sin. And you've just invited sin into the world by disobeying God. So that's the, the rest of the story of that. But I think it's interesting how that is actually noted there. Then it says, now, least he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, at, and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed a cherubim and a flaming sword that turned away, turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. All right. Can you unscramble this mess? Why did God place a cherubim on the east side of the garden so that, that man couldn't get back to to guard the way to the tree of life. His mercy. Okay. What that, impact that? Well, we think I I, I want to live forever in this life, but God says, No, that is not a good thing. Okay. You know, and he, he has something far better. And so he said, You will it's it's for your good to not live forever, to be able to partake of this tree of life and continue on in this existence with sin. Okay, so that's kind of the, the way I've always taken this too, is that or we probably both studied in the same prof on this. I don't know. Yeah, probably. But the, the whole idea was that if the man, um, I never thought of it as, as mercy, though. That's really insightful. This was God's mercy that he's keeping them away because if they would eat from the tree of, of life, they would, it's almost like, uh, what's that? okay, Julie's going to have to participate here. What's the name of that movie that those those people just lived forever in Oh, Cocoon? No. no. There was a, it was kind of a outback group and they lived in kind of but they didn't ever age and they had friends but they would always die off and they had oh, something I, everlasting. Um gosh, Julie. I, I know I'm not good at movies, game. If it oh, was music, oh, it's I musical. Have it. It's musicals. Yeah, well, or any music. What is it? I know there's a movie called Tuck Everlasting. That's it. Oh, is it? Tuck okay. Everlasting. Thank you. Good you job. <laughs> I knew you would come through. It was the coffee. I, I knew you would come through. And, and in that, they live forever in this world. And it shows really how miserable it was because their friends died off. Yeah. Right? Well, so basically what God was doing is guarding them from living in this life forever. And, and so guess where the tree of life is found? We find that in Revelation chapter 22, which is the last book of the Bible, the last uh, chapter of the book of Revelation, and it says this, Blessed are those who's, who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. Same tree. There it is. And that they may enter into the city by the gates, outside of the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. And so... This is a distinction. The, the way you get into the city is through the tree of life. And the way you get to the tree of life, access to the tree of life, is that your robes are dipped or washed in 
the blood of Christ, right? That's what's assumed here. Go ahead. Back to the picture of sacrifice from Genesis. For sure. It's exactly it. I mean, it's just, it's like cover to cover. We see this beautiful picture of a, a lamb sacrificed so that they can, you know, go out and function, but but also uh, they're guarded because they don't want to live forever on this planet or this earth. Um, and then we have life in Christ. We stand before God. We go and the way you access into the city, at least according to Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, blessed are those who have washed their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. I just, I just think it's amazing. Um, this, this picture, it's poetry. It's this, you know, the perfect sermon has starts with an, an image and it ends with an image and it drives home the point. Uh, this is like the, the ultimate sermon for, uh, cover to cover here of Genesis to Revelation. And the tree of life is central uh, to that whole picture. Um, we don't talk a lot about that. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, so I just, uh, I think it's a powerful picture of the, the uh, uh, tree of life and a powerful picture of God's great mercy. I appreciate you bringing that up. Well, thanks for being here today with us and reading through Genesis chapter 3, verse 20 through 20, where is that, 20, 24. Hope you enjoy the day. God bless you all, and thanks for joining us. Thank you.